Hello, everybody. It's Steph. I'm recording this on a very rainy Wednesday evening in February. First things first, I don't have any writing for you, but I do have an offering that I really hope you find entertaining. A little bit of admin news here right now. Um, my Substack podcast is now available on the Apple Podcasts app. If you are a newsletter subscriber, you can now hear my audio recordings on the Substack app, on the website, through the emails you receive as usual. But if you want to listen to me while you take a long drive or sweat it out at the gym, you can find Since We're Here on the Apple Podcasts app. So if you like my writing, and I know you do because you've told me so, you can leave me five stars and a nice little review on the Apple Podcast app. Apple Podcasts app. Apple Podcasts ass. Oh, I'm not going to say it again. You know what I mean. Here's some non-copyrighted music to take us to the next chunk. I'm sure that I'm not the first writer to admit that aside from the feeling of tuning out the world and getting into the meditative writing zone, the best part of the process is gathering material. This is my opinion. And so gathering material can be overwhelming, especially if you're like me and you cannot turn off the part of your brain that thinks, this is great stuff. Because it's a lot to be in the middle of an emotional, intimate situation and suddenly think, I have got to remember the way he reached for my hand when I started crying just now. But there are times when gathering material and feeling inspired by what's happening around me is just plain fun. During those times, if I don't have a notepad and a pen in front of me, I go ahead and hit record on the voice memo app in my phone. And uh, you don't have to remind me that it's important to ask someone's permission before I begin recording what they're saying, because I know that. But um, let me share something with you. If you do follow my substack, you might have read or listened to me read the piece I wrote about Bobby and Jack, the septuagenarian sisters from Chattanooga, Tennessee, who live in my apartment complex. If you know me in real life, you know I talk about them all the time, because they are goddamn hilarious. I find them infinitely amusing, and since they feel much the same about me, you know, I have coffee with them when I have time. It's a delight. Sometimes they don't give me coffee. Sometimes they give me a Diet Coke and a grilled cheese sandwich, or a Vienna sausage and cheese sandwich, or a burnt bologna and cheese sandwich, or my absolute favorite, a burnt Spam and cheese sandwich. I swear to God, there is nothing like sitting by the pool in a swimsuit on a boiling hot summer day and being brought a burnt Spam and cheese sandwich and a cold Perrier. I am so grateful. Anyway, love these women, and I think they've led fascinating lives. And so I've asked them before if I can come over sometime and interview them about their lives, about growing up in the South during segregation, about seeing Charles Manson sitting outside the post office all the time when they lived in Topanga Canyon, about hallucinating frog people while tripping on acid at the lesbian bar, etc., and they've said yes, but I just haven't gone over there to spend, you know, an afternoon doing that. And so one time, not too long ago, I was at Bobby's visiting 
and Bobby and Jack were cracking me up and I said, can I record this conversation? And they said, sure. And then later that night, I got a text from Bobby. It said, BTW, in the future, you do whatever you want to do. You do not have to ask permission. If you want to record something, you should just do it. Conversation flows much better and more honest if I don't know it's being recorded. You can keep this message as proof you have permission forever. And that last part is in all capitals. So, in December, during a week when I was going through some bullcrap, I went over to Bobby's apartment and we watched Barbie. And when Bobby opened Amazon Prime to find Barbie, I saw the thumbnail for Saltburn and I said, oh God, not Saltburn. And, you know, Bobby said, what, what, what's that? And I don't remember what I said, but I'm sure it was something like, oh God, it's this movie that's absolutely nuts and I've been haunted by it since I saw it a few weeks ago and da 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 da. So, I'm sure those of you who have seen the movie can imagine how I felt when, about a week later, during that interminable span of time between Christmas and New Year's, Bobby told me, I watched that crazy movie of yours. And she meant that she watched Saltburn by herself late one night. And as she started critiquing the movie, I hit record on my phone. And so, I now present to you the recording of my septuagenarian neighbor Bobby from Chattanooga, Tennessee, giving her critical review of Emerald Fennell's batshit feature film, Saltburn. Be warned, the conversation contains spoilers for Saltburn, which means parts of this conversation are absolutely bloody disgusting. Take it away. I don't think I'll ever go home again. Well, why don't you come home with me? Come to Saltburn. It's not that it was a horrible movie, actually. It's, it's a movie that gets stuck in your head and you can't get it out. In a creepy way, right? Like a bad dream or okay. a weird dream? First of all, I felt like I was watching three different movies. Three different movies. Yes. The beginning of the movie, I thought was one of the saddest things I've ever seen. That's what and my that, mother said. She said, this is, is going to make me cry. The yeah. fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Now... Adorable little you has probably never felt like a fish out of water. I certainly have. So that the beginning of that movie just broke my heart. I said, oh my God, all these people laughing at him and, you know, and making fun of him and all like that. So then the guy takes him to his house. Now we're into another movie. It's like the fucking Adams Family or... or he, he's in there with all of these weirdos, like the Adams Family or the Munsters. You know what I mean? We're in a whole different movie now with all these weirdos. And I'm thinking, God, this, what happened with this movie? And then you get into the sex. It was rather disgusting when he watched the guy in the bathtub, then went and licked up the bathwater, including around the drain. <laughs> Slurp. I thought, oh my God, this is disgusting. I didn't know what disgusting was until he got with the girl. Oh! Now I know what disgusting is. You think so? <laughs> I feel like that was the least disgusting thing of the three weird fucking sex things that happened. Are you referring to him licking menstrual blood off his hands you thought that wasn't weird and then feeding it to her and rubbing it all over her i did not say it wasn't weird it was disgusting what part of these scenes did you think was the most disgusting well disgusting 
Okay. Disgust didn't register to me as much as... He was putting it, her own menstrual blood in her mouth. I saw what he did. <laughs> How can you not call that okay, disgusting? Okay, so there's, so there's him drinking the cum water. There's the period, and then there's fucking the grave, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you watch this yet? No, okay. hell no. I saw the very end I, of it. Oh, God, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. so. I forgot about that. Those were the three weird sex things, right? Yeah. Okay, I felt like, listen, they were all unlike anything I'd ever seen in a movie. And while my mother referred to it all as indulgent, and I, I do agree, I have to say, and maybe this makes me an annoying white feminist, but I feel that there are so many must-see gross-out movies that are just men debasing women. And I kind of love that a woman got behind the camera and said, now fuck the grave. (laughs) Or now we're going to make people look at period blood, which is such a taboo in movies. Period blood, you never see it. And and it's not the period blood, it's him licking it off his hands and putting it in her mouth that disgusted me. I don't want anyone to do that to me either. No. But oh, not. I, I, I'll I say, know there's I'll a just lot say, of freaky, weird people in this world. I wasn't, but. I wasn't offended by any of the sex stuff. Oh, I wasn't offended by him dancing around naked at the end. Oh no, that was weird. It was but, weird. Yeah. That oh, was you weird. saw that? Yeah. I, I don't understand how he gets the mansion just because he killed all those people. And I did figure out he was a serial killer long before they actually showed it. When did you figure that out? Probably by the time the second person died. I mean, I thought, wait a minute. Oh, I mean, you know that he killed Elvis the second. He's killing... I knew he was killing those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... That was... My biggest problem with the movie was that that came out of nowhere. It was me all along, and I'm I'm psychopathic. And um, I didn't like what that said about class. Don't let poor people into your house. They're going to fucking kill you. (laughs) And don't let a queer person into your house. He's going to fuck everyone and then kill you. I wondered about that. It might be true. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack has spoken. <laughs> it might be true. But that, that handsome guy, Felix, who's nice to him, that is the guy who plays Elvis in Priscilla. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, no, he's a talented kid, but... Bobby, if if that got stuck in your head, I do apologize because I didn't tell you to watch it. The movie did get stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. I thought, you know, I'm real weird. I told you before, I don't have a problem with sex. Anything that two adults want to do, I don't give a shit. But I do, I do get things weirded out. Remember in that, what is it, nine and a half weeks with the refrigerator when they're pulling stuff out of the refrigerator and rubbing food all over themselves and all like that? The only thing I'm sitting there and people are saying, oh, that was so sexy. You know what I was thinking? Who's going to clean up that fucking mess? (laughs) Because they had shit all over the floor, food and everything, all over them, all over the floor. And I thought, this isn't sexy. Who's going to clean that mess up? That's the only thing I kept thinking is who's going to clean up this mess. 
I guess sexy is in the eye of the beholder, huh? This is true and correct. But I think that the fridge full of food is very tame. Tame. Compared to what we're talking about. I've never seen anything like what we were talking about in yeah. that movie. Yeah. No. Because I I think that there's Even a... Even him slurping around the drain just... Oh, like it was an asshole or something. Yeah. <laughs> be, be, well, he does. He kind of fondles the... the... And, and they go... He kind of fondles the drain with his tongue. Like, that's kind of... Yes, yes. Because there is the... You know, he says in the end, like, it, it was... Sorry, Jack. He, he says in the end, you know, I, I plotted all of this from the beginning to get the house. How does that give him the house? I listen. We killed everybody he got the house. But it, it's not his house. How does that give him the house? Well, well, I, there must have been a scene where the woman signed everything over to him for some reason. Her children oh, were both yeah, dead. They kind of skipped. Yeah. But um, it kind of turned my stomach when he, maybe because Christy had that, but it kind of turned my stomach oh, it was gross. when he grabbed that and yanked it out of her. Right. Oh, and somehow was... he's going to get away with that too. Um Ugh. But I, I, I didn't. I don't think it adds up in the end that he did it all because he's this psychopathic, you know, guy who is greedy and wants the house. And it's like, but well, if that's he the case, he lied about his parents. Uh, oh, I know. But but then why fuck Elvis's grave? If you didn't care about him, you only cared about his wealth. Why are you so upset that he's dead? You're going to literally. That was a weird scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why have that scene in there? I don't know. I think they were just trying to shock. Yeah. Although, I mean, I've never seen that. You know. That I've not seen, I don't think. It's just for the shock value, I think. Yeah. So, I respect her for that. I still don't think it was a great movie. Beautiful looking, though. Very good looking movie. I didn't think it was a great movie, but it was one that was hard to get out of your head once you've seen it. That's that's exactly how I feel about it, and I yeah. kind of just tell people about it because I want to know their reaction. So I watched that one, and then I watched Barbie again. Okay, <laughs> to wa- wash your mouth out. I mean, your mind. <laughs> that was fun, right? Just talking to my neighbors Bobby and Jack about Saltburn, the movie that maybe we can stop talking about now. Or maybe we'll be talking about it forever. The Psycho Shower will be joined by the Saltburn Bathtub. Thank you for listening to this installment of Since We're Here. I'm Stephanie Subscribe to the Substack at steff, S-T-E-F-F dot substack dot com. Find Since We're Here on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, validate my existence. Sounds like the rain stopped. I am now going to pour myself a bourbon and eat some cake. Because starting tomorrow, it's just chicken breast and lifting weights. Good night. Good night.